but I was reading an article from Meg Meeker. She's an author and a pediatrician. When my husband would talk to the girls, halfway through the conversation, I would insert something very important. My tone of voice conveyed that he didn't really know what he was talking about when it came to our girls. And furthermore, I knew how to talk to them far better than he. What a horrible thing to not only do to my husband, but also to my daughters. Many times they needed his understanding, his words, his perspective, more than they needed mine. Most mothers do this. We put husbands or ex-husbands down because we don't think they really get our kids. Welcome to A Home That Heals. We are a mother-daughter team and we are all about free therapy for families. Looking for great solutions to challenges so many kids and families face. We're sure glad you're with us today. Do you ever have those days where all of a sudden you realize, boy, I, I, I need some homegrown therapy. We talk about it so much, but I was watching your son, 10 years old, operate a tractor the other day. Operate a tractor, I don't know, probably 20 sizes bigger than he is. And with a big load of dirt that we were trying to move. And your husband was so patiently showing him what to do. And then the kicker. Letting him do it. No, I just about had a heart attack when I well, me saw too. Him moving that thing around, and and he was so confident. It's so amazing to watch a ten-year-old be so confident with a big piece of machinery like that. And it's not like he's he's done a little bit, but not a ton. So I thought, okay, I'm going to watch this because I this is making me so nervous because I was helping sort of, you know, how much can a 66 year old woman help when you're loading out seven yards of dirt? But I'm going to watch and I'm just going to observe. And here's what I observed. And I've been I've been kind of anxious to ask you about this, Bree, because you're the mom. I'm the grandma. But here's what I saw. I saw Tyler teaching Titus how to operate the tractor, not with a whole lot of instruction either. I mean, just kind of the basics. And then he, you know, he didn't hover. He was there to support, but not take over. That was kind of key to me. Praise, but not the way I would have. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you can do that. Amazing. (laughs) It was like this quiet confidence that he could do it. And Mm. I thought there is something to that that I want to explore further. Because I think there's something we can all learn. We can learn as women from the men in our lives about how they father, but also about our own way of parenting that we do it differently. And what men have to offer to our daughters and our sons is maybe something that a lot of us can't. So that's kind of what I wanted to chat about with you today. Mm. That's good. I think a lot of times us moms, we we jump in so quick, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in that scenario, I remember seeing that and just thinking, Oh my goodness. I don't, I mean, he's going to, all the things that could go wrong. You know, he's going to scrape the tractor. He's going to scrape the, you know, side of the house and take out a light. (laughs) But it, it was such an important and poignant moment between him and his dad. And, and he felt so confident after that and so excited that he learned how to drive the tractor and not just drive it. He's driven it before. Right. But, but maneuvering. load and, and maneuver <laughs> yeah. and dump and yeah. yeah, you name it. He was he was all over the all over the place with it. But also very thoughtfully. I mean, he wasn't cavalier, like, mm-hmm. I got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a cool thing. And since Father's Day's coming up, I thought it would be fun this last week to spend some time just really thinking back on my own dad and thinking about your dad mm-hmm. and uh, now my grandson's and daughter's uh, dad and, and celebrating the good 
and maybe doing a little bit of reflection about how we interact with them and how maybe we could ask the Lord to help us a little bit. Mm. So let me tell you a story. I, I don't remember how old I was. I was a teenager and our family had this little boat and it was, it was a humble little boat. Oh. Have you ever seen pictures of it? I have, yes. Oh, so you know what I'm talking about. I do. Small little ski boat. And we carted that thing all over Washington State. I grew up in Washington. And so we were at Lake Chelan and I haven't been there in years, but it's a huge lake in central Washington. It's beautiful. And we had taken it clear up to the end to meet with some family that was also there. And we were coming back. And I mean, it's a, it's a haul to come back to the campground that we were at. And a big storm came up, a huge storm. It's all of a sudden, mm. you know, how they do out at Lucky Peak, yeah. you know, just like, whoa. And our little boat was getting water, you know, on board and we were getting tossed around. And my dad was really afraid. I could, I'd never really seen fear in his eyes before, mm -hmm. but I could see that he was afraid we were going to capsize. We all had our life jackets on, of course, but my brother and sister are a lot younger than I am, nine years younger and seven years younger. And, um, my, and my mom didn't swim. And even though she had a life jacket on, she was very worried. My dad looked at me and he said, okay, D, um, if we capsize, if we get thrown out, I'm going to need your help. You take care of your mom. I'll take care of your brother and sister, but you're going to, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to help. Yeah. But I could see wow. that he thought I could. Yeah. And, and even though we didn't capsize, thank you, Lord, mm -hmm. we didn't capsize. It was probably an hour of worrying that we were going to, but yet in the same breath, having this sense of confidence that I, I would, I, you know, the Lord had helped me and I would rise to that occasion and I would do what I needed to do. Yeah. So that's something a dad does. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say they speak strength mm -hmm. into their daughters and sons when they have confidence in them. And mm -hmm. that is so critical to our growing up healthy mm -hmm. and being in a healthy healing home. Yeah. Well, I, I think what I've noticed in dads, that's different. I mean, moms, of course, mom loves me. Of course, mom thinks I can do it. You know, that that is kind of the general oh, yeah. role of moms. But dads, you, I, I feel, especially in our home, the kids have to earn that a little bit, a little bit harder. You know, they yeah. have to work a little harder to earn their dads like, all right. Yeah, son. Yeah, daughter, you did it. You know, they and. Or you can do it. Or you can do it. And there is something beautiful in that. You know, that, and again, the roles, having mm -hmm. the different roles is how God created us and how he created the family. And that's a beautiful thing. And these are general stereotypes. Very general. You know, yeah. I, I realize thing, things can be different in different homes. But I, I do think that is a beautiful thing when a child is um, so, feels so confident and has earned that respect, earned that title earned whatever that role is from their father. Well, I, I was thinking about how important fathers are. And I remember in my years of reporting, we would around Father's Day, these statistics would come up in stories. And mm -hmm. I was always, well, I shouldn't say always, I became increasingly aware of how a lack of fathers in the home is, was affecting society because of these, you know, these statistics and these stories that we would air. And I'm not going to run down the whole list because frankly, if I ran down the whole list, you'd be so depressed by the time we got done with this podcast, you'd be like, oh no. But I think we can't forget that, that what dads bring to the table, and again, generalizing, of course, 
but whether whether the dad is you know one of those you know man's man kind of guys or or maybe maybe a gentle soul you know my my grandfather was one of those very gentle mm-hmm. very oh just loved you and strong man but still gentle it, it, i mean the the varying degrees of how that is it's that's not what's so important i don't think it's the fact that it's your dad mm-hmm. and they're there yeah. and the statistics bear that out even if the dad isn't you know dad of the year mm-hmm. if he's there and if he is paying attention even minimally to his children, it has a huge impact on children. But when there is no dad there, then that's when we see some real problems arise. Seven out of every 10 youth now um, that are in state operated correctional facilities, seven out of 10. Now that includes detention and residential treatment and those kinds of things, but they come from fatherless homes. Mm-hmm. And so we can go on and on down the, the list there. Well, yeah, as I, as I look at this list, I'm thinking, man, if we invested more in fathers in the home, right? you're looking at mental illness, you're looking at just struggle in school or living in poverty, you're looking at all of these dire issues that we find in society that could be, that could be fixed exactly. or at least, you know, minimized. And it's oh sounds so simple, but we know if you're listening to us and, and maybe you didn't have a great dad, maybe your dad did a lot of damage in your life. Listen, we mm-hmm. w- wow, it, it it that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It can do a huge amount of damage as well. And for those of you that have had to overcome that, wow, are we ever are we ever uh, on your side? You know, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. And maybe or maybe you've had a difficult marriage and this is a real area where it's a problem. Maybe mm-hmm. you disagree with how to parent. Maybe there are some really very deep seated issues with child abuse or that kind of thing. We're not talking about elevating those men mm-hmm. that would be you know, bent toward child abuse, but we are, I, at least I, I kind of want to go into this a little bit, Bree. I, I do want to say, I think as women, we could do a better job of helping fathers be fathers mm-hmm. and do what God's called them to do. So let me tell you what, what I read that hit me between the eyeballs mm. hard. Oh, I was, again, you know, thank you for listening to this podcast because it gives us uh, a great excuse to delve into these topics more and do research. But I was reading an article from Med Meek, uh, Meg Meeker. She's an author and a pediatrician. And she's written several, lots of books, actually, on parenting and that kind of thing. So here's what she wrote. You could insert me into this, uh, and it would be And me, me too. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, but wait to hear it. Okay, this is from, uh, this, is from her art, this article that I read. When my husband would talk to the girls, halfway through the conversation, I would insert something very important. My tone of voice conveyed that he didn't really know what he was talking about when it came to our girls. And furthermore, I knew how to talk to them far better than he. What a horrible thing to not only do to my husband, but also to my daughters. Many times they needed his understanding, his words, his perspective, more than they needed mine. Most mothers do this. We put husbands or ex-husbands down because we don't think they really get our kids. Oh, Dear me. That is preaching to me right now. Well, it just, it it caused me to ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I have asked for forgiveness for this before because I've, I've been aware that that's something I did when you kids were being raised. 
and I, I, I think I've asked your dad for forgiveness, but mm-hmm. I still don't think I've come to realize the depth of what that probably did in terms of your relationships with him and his, you know, his confidence as a father. And so mm-hmm. I just thought it'd be good for us to focus on that a little bit before Father's Day, because mm-hmm. I remember growing up in churches when I was a kid, Mother's Day would come along. There'd be flowers for the moms. There'd be sermons on how wonderful mothers are. <laughs> then Father's Day would come along a few weeks later, and it would be how you can be a better dad. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I thought, well, maybe right. we'll change the focus up a little bit on our podcast and maybe talk about how we could be supportive. more supportive. Yeah. Well, that, you know, I, I think, too, in our home, what I struggle with is I'm, I'm the one that I am reading the parenting books. I'm yeah. reading the parenting blogs. I'm reading all about, you know, how to fix, you know, this issue and, you know, how to deal with it. I remember when our kids, you know, started the tantrum phase, how to deal with tantrums, just all those things. And so I felt like I was more well-informed than my husband. So I would just go ahead and handle all these situations and you just follow my lead. And really, wow, I... I really regret that. That is probably one of my biggest regrets. And I wish that I had uh, paused more and watched what he was doing because I think oftentimes he actually handled it now that I've found out that, you know, nothing that book told me to do worked (laughs) with my kiddos and probably what my husband had to offer, especially a man who is following you know, Christ and who is, who's asking for help every day Mm -hmm. because he knows he is unworthy and knows he is incapable of figuring it out just on his own, but he's asking for wisdom and he's asking for strength and everything, even though, again, it might not be perfect. It might not be what I read in Dr. So-and-so's book, but it might be just what my kids need because that's the father God gave them. Mm -hmm. It's the father that, you know, God bestowed upon them. And so, I need to trust my heavenly father more than I trust these books. Well, that's a really good point because it does come down to ultimately trusting God, mm-hmm. trusting God that he, he is our father. He is our father and he knows the situation. And yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's definitely times we need to have conversations with our husbands about what we're reading, what Absolutely. we're learning, mm-hmm. but maybe that's the problem is we, we get all this head knowledge mm-hmm. and I don't know about you and Tyler, but I know, you know, we have a hard time sometimes, especially when we were raising kids, you kind of have a hard time finding time to have those conversations yeah. and to kind of work through all of that and say, okay, next time this happens, what are we going to do? Instead, it's a reactive kind of living it where it happens. And like you oh, said, yeah. okay, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and you try to do it. And anyway, yeah, we're just all so busy. So it makes it really hard to do that. But if we can, if you're, especially if you're blessed with a husband that will listen, mm-hmm. men aren't, I mean, that's, no, I shouldn't generalize. Not all men are like that. But, you know, men are, they just think differently too. So sometimes you have to approach it a little bit differently and, and ask, um, really ask for their perspective before you're so quick to jump in with your own, because they do have a different type of wisdom. Very true. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this is something I thought about. You know, we you remember this scripture in, um, oh, I, let's go to Matthew, because it, Matthew chapter 7, you know, where Jesus is, is speaking, and he says, now why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? It's just <laughs> such a great 
visual image. And I, I pictured that with my situation with, um, with your dad. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, let me just get that, you know, that log out of your eye <laughs> and not see the, my own. Yeah. And then Jesus goes on to say, how can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Mm-hmm. Hypocrite. Mm-hmm. First, get rid of the log in your own eye, and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So doing this whole thing Jesus' way um, requires, I think, a dangerous prayer. And that is, Lord, help me see the speck or maybe the log in my eye. And that's uncomfortable because our first response when we, you know, when somebody tries to point out something is, well, not no. No, not me. You don't understand or whatever, but we reject it. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is we might acknowledge it, but we try to stop in our own effort. Mm -hmm. And so everything that we've been trying to chat about has been coming back to, okay, all of this stuff is really worthless unless we are asking God to come into it with us, sanctify us, help us Mm -hmm. to have his strength, his wisdom and his ability to um, to not just live in that that reaction and in that moment of um, of wanting to lord it over our husbands that we know more than they do. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. To be honest, this is something we've been walking through a lot because, as I mentioned, I I went through this phase where I just felt like I knew what was best. I was reading all these things. I I was trying to solve our problems, and I just felt like he needed to kind of come and step behind me and I would lead the way. And I also, I think an interesting component to this, especially in a marriage is, you know, there's a a sense of contentment that needs to happen in order for your marriage to be healthy. And when you're constantly looking at the way that your husband is not parenting the way that you would parent or not doing, you know, not being the father that, uh, you know, you think he should be, or that that Instagram dad is that, that is one of, Mm. I think that is a huge detriment too, to women is when we get on Instagram and Pinterest and whatever it might be. And we're seeing, you know, these Instagram worthy moments that, that we're comparing with our husband and he has something completely different and wonderful to offer our children than that dad, because God made every man just so completely different and, and wonderfully. And so that, that can be really dangerous. But also, I just thought about a conversation I had with my friend that is separate. You know, they're divorced, and that is a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a challenge when you're parenting, and um, you know, when there's hard feelings and there's there's difficult things you've had to go through. And I was so impressed by her grace and by, uh, you know, they had walked through again a difficult season, but as she started to look at him and see the value that he had in her children's lives and how that was very, very important. And while there was hard feelings and there was difficult things, you know, for her to be able to see past that the importance of his role as a father in their lives, that came first for her. And I was so incredibly impressed Mm. by how that then changed the relationship of them, you know, and how they were able to do what was best for their children and how they were able to really have a healthy, you know, relationship in turn as healthy as that can be. And, and again, it, it was God 
obviously, you know, yeah. that, that was really at work. And she, I know she prayed a lot through that and that he gave her that wisdom and he gave her that strength to be able to see him in that light. And what that is doing for those kids' lives is incredible. And it's hard, you know, it, I, yeah. I, I know it was very hard for her, but it is, it is remarkable to see what God can do when, when you seek him first and you pray. And so whether it is within a marriage or in a more difficult situation, I think it, it, it's encouraging to see what God can do when we look at the men in our lives and we look at them and, and pray that they will be the, become the fathers that our kids need them to be yeah, and that we will support them in the way that we need to. And really, yeah, that, that inviting God into it, asking mm-hmm. Jesus to be right there with you all the way through it, because you're right. What you just described would be very, very hard to mm-hmm. do. And I have known some people in my past, too, that have also done that, been able to rise above their own egos, mm-hmm. pride, all of that, to really put their kids first. And really realizing, like Meg Meeker says in one of her books, she says, you know, kids are, here's what kids are saying all the time to their dads. Dad, look at me. Mm. Look at me. Now, mm-hmm. you hear your kids say it verbally, but really, even when they don't say it verbally, they, they need their dads to see them mm-hmm. and be there, be present as much as possible. And so I can see how that that's just the best gift ever. Um, well, Father's Day is coming up. So if we have any dads listening to us, I, I want to wish you a happy Father's Day. I, I love the fact that, um, that we do celebrate fathers and we need to do that. And I, I read somewhere, somewhere that some gal had gone to the card shop to try to find a card for her um, father. And here all the cards had these sloppy looking dads sitting there eating pizza, drinking a beer. <laughs> you know, she said, I could not find a card that had like, oh. you know, something nice to say. Now, I want to say, though, I went and looked and that's not I found some pretty nice cards oh, out there. Yeah, good. it's not they're <laughs> they not all like game. that. <laughs> they're not all like that. But uh, but dads, I want to just leave you with this quote. This comes from Michael Brendan Doherty's book, My Father Left Me, Ireland. In in this book, his dad left him. It's a very tragic story. But he talks about true manhood. And he said, manhood is found in sacrifices offered joyfully. I, I thought of my dad who for years I thought he loved Monopoly. <laughs> And I loved Monopoly. So it was like, wow, you know, we would have these Monopoly and we'd play for hours, it seemed like. Found out years later, he didn't just dislike Monopoly, he loathed Monopoly. (laughs) But I never knew that. And so when I saw this quote, manhood is found in sacrifices offered joyfully. I thought of all those dads who are pretty tired at the end of the day or whatever it is, they still go out there and throw the ball or they still... Do whatever it is they need to do so that when their children say, Dad, look at me, they are looking at their kids. They're they're in it with them. So thank you, dads. Uh, you are so valuable. God made you just who you need to be for your kids. All right. Well, we'll be right back. I'm going to talk about uh, what to get your dad for Father's Day Oh, when yeah. we come back. <laughs> Well, I've been looking at lists of things you could get your dad for Father's Day. Mm -hmm. And it's been interesting to see the 
variety of things that people think dads would like for Father's Day. Do you have, do you have any ideas? Yeah. <laughs> ties. Ties. Not. Have you noticed how many, speaking of Father's Day cards, how many have ties on them? When's the last time you wore a tie, dads? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, some do, but not, not very often. Uh, yeah. Oh, so many things. Photo sticks, all kinds of things. But you guys, I started laughing out loud in my own little uh, office when I read this one. There's a whole list of things. And then have you, <laughs> have you seen these portable bidets that are out there? <laughs> No. Oh yeah, that was in the top ten list top 10. of things to get for your husband or your dad for Father's Day, and I thought, uh. what? <laughs> I, that I mean, it might be good for a laugh, but I'll throw it out there. What do you think? I well, I, we are killing a lot of trees, you know. We are. I mean, I think that might <laughs> that might be a good that might be a good option. I mean, I I. I've, I'm a little hung up this year. I'm really struggling because uh, I, I don't know what to get my husband. So maybe we'll have to look into that, you know, yeah, and keep evaluate, in keep in mind, evaluate yeah. our decision. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, let us know what you come up with. All and right. if you have any great ideas on what to get dads for Father's Day that might be just a little bit better than a portable bidet, please <laughs> let us know at a home that heals.com. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook. And thank you. Thank you for being with us today. We hope you have a great Father's Day and a great week. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to KTSY.org.